This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Get used to this anthem, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Red Chinese Anthem that is played in Fortune 500 companies throughout America now after they gave a standing ovation to uh, President uh, Xi, dictator for life. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Belly flopping into home plate. Imagine a standing ovation, including in the cocktail hour, Elon Musk. We love you, Red China. We love you. We love you. We love you. It's a way to get your uh, cities cleaned up. Uh, whether your downtown area is in complete decay, turned over to the vagrants, the dope fiends, the alcoholics, the homeless, the emotionally disturbed. Just invite uh, Dictator for Life President Z, and all of a sudden, voila! What a turnaround. Uh, maybe Eric Adams will be planning on doing that because this city is a hot mess. Well, let's not discuss all these traitors to America now, the Fortune 500 companies that gave this dictator who uh, oppresses every one of his people. And then especially the Uyghurs, the Muslims. Hey, you see that Palestinian uh, supporters here? Uh, you ever decide to uh, demonstrate outside of the Red Chinese consulates? The first one on First Avenue, the second one over on the west side and 42nd. How about doing it there? Because they put the Muslims in the concentration camps. You got that? Of course, they're not interested in that. But I play that because the Red Chinese are players. Uh, they buy chairs at the universities. They sponsor study sessions. Uh, they send their uh, children, their young adults, over to schools, uh, professors. They are infiltrating our country at all different levels, buying up farmland. They basically want to control America lock, stock, and barrel without having to fire a shot. If they have to, they'll do that too. They are our enemy of all enemies. And I have to bring them up because so many of the local media people, all they're talking about is the connection that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has with Erdogan, virulent anti-Semite who hates Jews, hates Israel, loves Hamas, calls them martyrs and freedom fighters. No, no, uh, wrong way. Wrong way. It's the wrong turkey. Uh, not talking about turkey for Thanksgiving. I'll be here broadcasting with my wife as we do every holiday for those of you who are shut-ins, who can't be away, 
or maybe the weather will keep you from going where you want to go. You just uh, know that you can listen to WABC all through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and Nancy and Curtis will be here. By the way, that uh, animal welfare hour that we have on Sunday nights, it will now become a nationally syndicated show. It will. So good news, good news. But bad news about Red China, because now everybody's talking about Turkey. In fact, Dominic Carter brought it up with me last night again on the handover from the Animal Welfare Hour featuring Nancy and yours truly to Dominic Carter, who's on from 11 to 1 before the Mameluke Frank Morano comes on. I was listening to your show, The Rip and Read, and this is, I believe, as far back as a week before this story broke about the mayor, and you were on the air yelling and screaming, and I had no idea why you were doing it about Turkey. What did you know, and when did you know it? I'm not at liberty to say, uh, Dominic Carter. (laughs) But this was a full week before this story broke. Yeah. So the media is catching up to it now. Uh, The only point Justin Ellick um, apologized to the newsroom, I had said there were eight FBI raids that Thursday morning when the mayor was on his way to Washington, D.C., and the FBI raided his fundraiser's uh, home in Crown Heights, Brianna, I had said there were eight others. It turns out there were 12 others. But other than that, I was spot on. And I was spot on about how Eric Adams had to give up his cell phones to the FBI in a pre-orchestrated raid in which the FBI tipped off his police detail in advance while he was in giving some kind of presentation at NYU. And they told the police detail, we're coming in, we're taking the mayor with us, do not interfere, stand back. And there's a rat in the police detail, as there are many rats in that sinking ship at City Hall known as the Eric Adams administration, and they abided. They abided. And you know the story now. The FBI swooped in. They grabbed the mayor. They put him in the SUV that we pay for $95,000 a year to be his traveling, dry cleaning uh, uh, house uh, of all of his $5,000 fancy suits. And they put him inside. They took everything technologically he had. And they patted him down inside the SUV. And his police detail didn't do anything. They abandoned him there because... There's a rat amongst them, and right now they're going crazy at City Hall trying to figure out who that rat is. Well, let's talk about the here and now. While everybody's talking about Turkey, <laughs> no wrong way, Lou Rafino. I, I know, everybody. What are you going to have on Thanksgiving? Turkey, giblets, gravy. How about a Swanson TV turkey dinner with uh, mashed potatoes, right, and gravy? No. I- I'm already ahead. I'm dealing with the Red Chinese connection. Through uh, a, um, they're all called this there. You know, they're like um, assistants. They are uh, advisors to Mayor Adams. He has one uh, whose name is Ingrid. Uh, She's an advisor with no set position. And now there's another one named Winnie Greco. Now, you need to know this name. I know it's not a household word. She has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars in the Chinese-American community for Eric Adams when he was borough president, when he ran against me, and he already is sitting on $2.5 million for his re-election. The hubris that he is uh, fundraising, getting wine, dine, and pocket line by some of the Chinese themselves. And she's at the head of this. 
So rather than just sit and do the rip and read and sort of like talk about what's in the newspapers, my job is to get out there ahead of the curve and give you information that you're unaware of. First off, I've been saying on a regular basis, let's use Eric Adams' own words to describe what his motivation in ever being elected to office has always been. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And he lives, and he will end up going to jail because of that. The second thing is he has been accused of having straw donors. There are already friends of Eric Adams who have been indicted by Alvin Bragg for that, who have already copped a plea. So they admitted they had straw donors contribute to his election fund. Eric Adams has gone on record saying consistently they don't do that. We don't we don't do uh, the uh, straw donors. And a lot of people don't know what that means, uh, but we don't do the straw donors. Uh, uh, we don't, uh, you know, do quid pro quo. We follow the law. Yeah, right. Uh, he doesn't. Just follow Winnie Greco now. So media, I realize uh, you're on top of the Turkey situation, the connection to Erdogan, foreign money coming into the mayoral campaign through Turkish subsidiaries here. It's now time for you to focus on the Red Chinese connection as they funnel money from Red China into their subsidiaries here who openly support Red China. They fly the Red Chinese flag. They contributed to Eric Adams' campaign. And nobody is closer to to Eric Adams than his special advisor on Asian affairs, Winnie Greco. So I decided, hey, I got to get to the root of this because I won the Asian vote. First Republican ever running for mayor to win the Asian vote. Rudy didn't. Bloomberg couldn't buy them. Uh, I was able to do it for a combination of reasons. One of them was that Eric Adams, who should have had the Asian vote, decided he wanted the money from the Asian community. And that was with the supporters of Red China, openly supporting them, doing business with Red China. There are three other groups in the Asian community. One is from Taiwan, a.k.a. Formosa, obviously adversaries of Red China. Second group are the Chinese who have come here first generation, came the hard way. They didn't get an easy pass over the border, Hong Kong. Now, you know, it's been taken over by Red China, the oppressors. And then the third group are the free agents from the mainland, Red China, who don't want to be affiliated with the communist Red Chinese. So that's the bulk of the Chinese population in New York City. They voted for me. That's how I was able to win the Asian vote. First Republican candidate ever to do it in running for a citywide office. And that's because Eric Adams wanted their money. That's all he was interested in. And he knew the money was with those supporting Red China. So I went to a banquet on Saturday night before I did the... The other side of midnight, six hours to the break of dawn from 12 midnight to six, a thousand people, 67th, 62nd Street, 11th Avenue, right in the heart of Sunset Park as you move towards Bensonhurst, huge banquet catering hall, all Chinese, most of them who had been supportive of Eric Adams. They were giving me an award. Because they're doing the over-under, they're hedging their bed. Who knows? Maybe this time around, Curtis will be the mayor. We want to be on the right side. And I asked a lot of questions about Winnie Greco, who they all knew. Many of them having donated 
to Eric Adams' campaign through her, and they began to tell me the Sora detail, Sora details in Cantonese. Now, I got to fully do the deep dive with my wife, Nancy, the e-attorney, but I will be breaking news throughout all the holidays about the bigger illegal connection that Eric Adams had in his campaign with red Chinese money directly being funneled from the government of red China through their subsidiaries, businesses owned by red Chinese nationals here who are not, are not able legally to contribute. Obviously they can't vote, but they did it anyway. And some of it appears to have been done through straw donors. You're hearing it first on the Rip and Read, as you always hear it from Curtis Lever. And remember, I have an agreement with our owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, or you naysayers. If I'm wrong, I'm gone. So you better believe I don't just spew a lot of hot air and add to global warming climate change. I got to be spot on, or the next step is I'll be hanging wallpaper for a living. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. this story, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the Fortune 500 uh, retail stores, the brick-and-mortar stores, whether it's CVS, Walgreens, Dwayne Reed, whether it is uh, Best Buy, whoever they are out there, Target, they have a standing order that their employees are never, ever, ever to try to stop shoplifting. In fact, they don't even want them to follow them out into the parking lot as they load all the stolen supplies into their brand-new SUVs and drive away. How dare they even take the picture of the license plate so that the cops can follow up in the aftermath. People have been fired all over the country. Fired. And the shoplifters have taken full advantage of that, especially in Manhattan, where it's the land of Alvin Bragg. If you stand... And fight for what you know is right, you get arrested. Like Jose Alba at the bodega and Daniel Penny, the hero Marine, I'll discuss him momentarily. Whereas if you are a shoplifter, a booster, and you walk into a retail establishment 
All you have to do is tell the cashiers, hey, give me an Alvin Bragg swag bag. I promise I won't shoot. I'm just here to loot. And you could fill up as many bags as possible, duffel bags, hefty trash bags, and walk in and walk out with impunity because nothing's going to happen. And the NYPD won't do anything to you because they've been told by the deputy inspectors in one police plaza, we don't want you to add to the roles of crime. We want to be able to lie to the people and say crime is down. But we don't want it on the books of our precinct. We don't want to have to go into the Comstat meetings and somehow explain why robberies are up, petty larcenies are up. So just don't take any of the complaints. And that's what's been happening. The most egregious each and every day, and this comes from the NYPD itself, from the city of New York, Department of Transportation, uh, 90,000 packages that are being delivered, and that will increase now that we're into the holiday season with Black Friday on Friday, right after Thanksgiving. These package service delivery um, businesses are going to be doing double and triple the business, leaving packages everywhere, not just in the city, where 90,000 packages a day are stolen. I'm not embellishing that. I'm not making that up. That's the city figures. And no arrests get made. The porch pirates basically follow the UPS guys and gals in the trucks, FedEx, USPS, or Amazon. And as soon as the package is left, maybe in the foyer of a building, maybe outside of a house or a place of business or in the side alley, wherever it's left, the porch pirates will steal it, go through the contents, and then the provider of the uh, actual product, they suck it up. They take a loss on that, and they'll just send you a replacement. But can you imagine 90000 a day, and the cops don't want to take any reports in New York City. They don't want to add to the crime rules. But it's not just New York City. It's throughout the suburbs. Nassau, Suffolk, Bergen County, Morris County. The porch pirates are at it morning, noon, and night. And rarely, if ever, is there a complaint to an arrest How many times they're on your porch and your doorbell now is filming 24-7-365? You actually have them on film. You go to your local police department or sheriff's office, and they act like you're wasting their time and your time because they're not going to even, they're not even going to put it on the the crime plot. But let's get to what happened downtown at University Square the other morning. This is a great story because... Unlike all these Fortune 500 companies who wave the white flag and invite the shoplifters and boosters to come in and steal whatever they want, do it with impunity, and by the time they hit the streets, they have immunity from arrest and prosecution, especially in Manhattan. The employees of Gristides and D'Agostino, of which John Katsimatidis is owner and operator, he has about 30 stores in our greater metropolitan area, have shown now that enough is enough. Seven o'clock in the morning, the store called number 82 at University Square in the shadow of NYU down in Greenwich Village. 7 a.m., a mutt and scale comes in. No AOC all out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the socialists who encouraged shoplifting, like her mini-me Tiffany Caban, who actually promoted a paper 
that says that this is all a myth. Retailers hype the number of products that are boosted and shoplifted, and it's really not as bad as they say. Yeah, right. So he comes in at 7 o'clock, and he's not doing it because his kid needs diapers or baby food, or as AOC said in the summer of 2020, when the locusts were going through the cornfields and breaking into Macy's and all the small retail stores, and de Blasio ordered the cops to stand back, and I ordered the guardian angels to stand up and fill the void. I ended up getting a busted jaw. Other guardian angels were seriously injured, but we did not surrender. We did not retreat. While the horde of Black Lives Matter and Antifa shoplifters, shooters, and looters rained in on our city streets for two days, June 1st, June 2nd, and it was anarchy. It was anarchy that prevailed. So this guy comes in, and what does he steal? A 12-pack of Heineken at 7 o'clock in the morning. And there was one employee there, along with other employees who have decided at that Gristides, enough is enough. And Justin Ellick, the guy's name is Alex. He's a hero. We need to recognize him. He engaged this mutt, this skell. He told him, leave that 12-pack of Heineken down. You ain't, you ain't leaving that store with it. And what did the mutt and skell do? He pulled the blade on Alex. Alex very deftly kicked the blade out of his hand and then got into a struggle. They crashed into a table. If you've ever been into Gristini's or D'Agostino's, they always have a, a table of baked products, pies, cakes, cupcakes, always out there for the customers to sort of meander through. They knock that table down. Alex holds the guy down. The other employees, they gather around. They're holding this mutton scale down, and the cops come. I don't know if it was from the 6th Precinct of Greenwich Village or the 9th Precinct from the Lower East Side. And he was arrested and charged with robbery. No injuries. Uh, we'll see today. Obviously, he's probably going before a judge for arraignment. If they knock it down to petty larceny, a misdemeanor, or they just dismiss it in Alvin Bragland. But Alex needs to be applauded because this employee stopped him kicking the knife out of his hand at 25 University Square. And this is in addition to what has happened before at Gristidi's, a manager that I knew for years at the Chelsea store. And that's a really difficult location. It's a huge store. And there are mutts and scales all over, dope fiends. People who are homeless, emotionally disturbed, who think they got an easy pass to go in and out of Gristidi's there and shoplift, loot, and steal. And I remember the manager there, Ray, who's worked for Gristidi's for like over 30 years, been very loyal to John over the years. The manager had worn this one mutton scale. He said, hey, leave the cashiers alone. Would you leave the cashiers alone? You're bothering them. Just don't come into the store any longer. And so the guy huffed and puffed and walked out. The guy came back 6.30 the next morning. He had an axe. He put it right by the telephone pole. Ray, the manager, saw him, came outside. He didn't want to create a situation inside the store. So he comes out and he goes, hey, I asked you, please, stay away from this facility. Leave the cashiers alone. And this mutton skell, they called him Axeman, Hammerman, reached for the axe and continued to hit Ray many, many times. 
He had stitches. There were gashes in his head. He almost killed Ray. Ray recently retired after 30 years of dedicated service. He took a licking and came back ticking. And I got to tell you, this sets a precedent of employees and managers saying enough is enough. You've come in, you've looted, you've stolen, uh, you've boosted products. They see it happening morning, noon, and night. They're tired of these shoplifters. This is the new code. Now, the other day, CVS up on East 84th Street in the heart of the Upper East Side, an axe man came, and he busted every window out. And he was clearly emotionally disturbed, and he ran away uptown eventually to be collared by the police taken to uh, Bellevue for a psychiatric observation. I guarantee you within 72 hours, he'll be cut loose, he'll come back, and he'll do it again and again and again. The difference in Gristides and D'Agostino, the employees and the managers have said, we're tired of these shoplifters. If given the opportunity, we're going to stop it. We can't allow it to continue. This city is sliding into the abyss. According to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan that many of you elected, and don't lie to me because you told me, oh, you know, former cop 22 years. I said he's a house mouse. He's never been on active patrol. He's never busted his shoes. He didn't make collars. He was always a house mouse. He was always behind the desk. Didn't matter. He would bring law and order to the city. What he's doing is bringing chaos and anarchy. He has sided with the illegal aliens. He hedged his bet. He thought if he could be their Pampachulo, if he could invite them in, because they're predominantly Latinos, that in the future when they could vote, they would always remember Eric Adams until the day they died and always be beholden to the Democrats, which would be almost a guarantee that he would make it at some point to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue because he would have the black vote as a Democratic candidate for president, and he would have the growing Latino vote, and that is a combination for victory. So he hedged his bet, and he supported the illegal aliens for his own personal gain. Now he has screwed all of us, including those that have voted for him and would continue to vote for him. And now, by 2025, we'll have 29,000 cops. There will be irreparable harm to this city. Earlier today, he was with Jamie Dimon. They were cutting a ribbon for a Chase facility. I got to believe that Chase and the other Fortune 500 companies are saying, you know, we were halfway out the door to Florida and Texas and North Carolina and South Carolina and Georgia and Virginia and parts unknown, Tennessee. And now they'll have more of a reason than ever before to flee because of fright. And how many of you listening out there who had your, your your leg halfway out the door, as long as you could sell your house, you know, it's like seven and a half, seven and three quarters uh, uh, mortgage rate, which makes it a lot harder than it was before. But I think this was the straw that broke the camel's back and will actually increase the exodus, both out of New York City and New York State. I told you so. You didn't listen. And in the words of Ed Koch, now you must suffer. So maybe the next time you wake up, and if you see my name on the line for mayor, you'll do the right thing 
instead of think another Democrat is going to come to the rescue because they will not. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Stop getting excited, Justin Ellick. Why, a little Cardi B action? So could we, Justin Ellick, since you're so enamored with Cardi B, we say she's one of the queens of rap. Yeah, I, I think we could say that, right? Degenerate that she is, Queens of Rap, and everybody's getting all excited. Oh, Cardi B taking on the mayor, Cardi B, claiming that the city will be under siege by criminals if you cut the police department budget. Well, hold on a second. Before you jump on the Cardi B bandwagon, Justin, if you had gone up to the strip parlors that she was performing in on the pole... And you decided you wanted to snack on Cardi B beyond just watching her. She'd take you upstairs, begin to take you around the world in 80 seconds, and then shove a 38 right into your mouth and say, your money or your life, because if you don't up the cash here, I'm going to inform your wife of what you're doing here. Did you know that, Justin? I like now that you're such a fan. But then again, you're single, you're footloose and fancy free. What do you care? Enough enough for this degenerate hip-hop rappers. Listen to what she had to say that everybody's getting all excited on because it's a diss against the hip-hop mayor, Eric Adams. There's going to be an $120 million budget cut with schools, with the libraries, and the cops. And the police department and a five million dollar budget cut in sanitation of a budget cut in sanitation. Bitch, we're going to be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. Hold on a second, Cardi. If there's one thing you share in common with Eric Adams, the hip hop mayor is he hates rats. Everyone that knows me, they know one thing. I hate rats. Right. It used to be just four-legged rats. It's now two-legged rats, of which there are many in City Hall, talking to me each and every day, talking to the feds and the FBI, Department of Justice, and Alvin Bragg's detectives who are continuing to investigate Eric Ulrich, his crooked uh, buildings commissioner. But then... It was Cardi B, again, pontificating and talking about also geopolitical events in addition to the budget cuts here in the city. How is that a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York City for for um schools, library, uh, police safety and sanitation? Yeah, Joe Biden is talking about like, yeah, we could fund two wars. We could fund two wars. My talking about we don't got it but we got it like we're the greatest nation no the f- we're not we're going through some f- right now like say it say it yeah say it say it right and it's interesting because the hip-hop mayor has lost control now of the hip-hop nation don't disconnect this moment first time in new york city history we have a hip-hop mayor <laughs> And the princess of hip-hop has jumped off his bandwagon. 
How ungrateful Cardi B when she was invited to come and speak at the police academy in College Point. She was invited by one of the deputy chiefs at that time, Juanita Holmes, against the wishes of Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. The police commissioner was right. Eric Adams sided with Juanita Holmes, the deputy chief, who he eventually transferred and put in charge of probation, against the wishes of the police commissioner, another reason for her to walk away. So Eric Adams, the hip-hop mayor, sided with Cardi B. And this is how she she thanks him by claiming that he's going to be responsible for the criminals running the streets of New York City because of so few cops. Isn't that interesting that the princess of rap, who has done raps uh, demeaning the cops, is suddenly wanting more cops, these sanctimonious hypocrites.